You're listening to episode 31 of the Tennis Files podcast. Seven technical fixes for your tennis game. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey guys, I hope everyone's well. Uh, I'm really excited to bring you this episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. Um, Today I'm going to talk about seven of the most effective tips that I've ever received uh, for my tennis game in regards to technique. So a lot of us struggle with technique on our forehands, backhand serves, and um, you know sometimes we can feel like our our strokes are you know very complex things that uh, take a lot of work to fix. But in my experience, I've learned a lot of different tips and tried a ton of them. And you know, I thought about the the best technical tips that I've ever heard. Um, that have uh, really worked almost instantaneously for me. And so I came up with this list, and I'm going to just dive right into them to provide you value immediately. So the first tip um, for you guys regarding technique is to pretend that you have to hit through two tennis balls. Uh, A lot of times what happens is we, you know, in an effort especially to produce a lot of topspin or for, for whatever other reasons, we... Um, we just brush up on the ball uh, too quickly. Um, we don't extend far enough. So one of my coaches told me to pretend that I'm hitting two balls. And so what that forces you to do is to swing more uh, forward and so that you're, you're hitting through the ball. Uh, a lot of people have trouble hitting through the ball or they're afraid or for whatever reason their habit is just to not do that. So if you, again, pretend that there are two balls, uh, maybe a couple inches apart, and that you have to hit through two of them, you will instantly gain a lot more depth on your shots. So definitely uh, try that one out and let me know how that goes. Now the second tip for you uh, regarding technique is to catch the racket with a non-dominant hand. So if you're a righty, uh, and this is obviously for your forehand, um, if you are a righty, when you hit the ball, uh, you want to catch it with your left hand and vice versa. If you're a lefty, you want to catch the racket with your right hand. And so the problem here that we're solving is when we, for whatever reason, uh, fail to follow through on our uh, our strokes. I mean, you see it all the time. Just watch amateurs, especially I would say maybe at the 4-0 level and below. Sometimes even 4-5 level. Um, you know, even myself sometimes. We just... We don't follow through on our um, on our shots, and uh, that can be a huge problem because then we're not imparting the as much velocity as we could on the ball, or we're not producing as much spin as we could be because we're stopping short. And a lot of times, that's why we hit the ball out or in the net or whatever. So, and interesting, interestingly enough, uh, I had Jeff Sausenstein as a guest on the show in episode 28. You can check that out at tennisfiles.com slash 28. And Jeff said 
the same thing. He said that you have to finish your stroke the right way, and then everything else falls into play. And uh, you know, thing with the with where you catch the racket, obviously that's going to be a question. Where do I catch the racket? Uh, you know, the, the catching it, uh, the height just really depends on. Uh, you know, your stroke and your grip and the amount of topspin you want to impart on the ball. So, I mean, obviously you'll see um, finishes like with Nadal, sometimes that are a lot lower versus maybe somebody like uh, Dominic Team, who is a, a higher, you know, finish at the stroke. Or and he especially makes a point to catch the racket all the time. And so uh, with that one, you just want to really, it varies again. So you just catch it anywhere like around shoulder height. And so what that's going to do, <clears throat> as I mentioned, it helps you follow through, but also it's going to help you hit deeper and, and just hit with uh, more force on the ball. And, um, you know, not finishing your stroke is a, a cause of a lot of issues. So finish strong and a lot of uh, the rest of what needs to happen in the stroke will follow. A third tip for you is, uh, especially with regards to volleys, you don't want to break the wrist. So see a lot of amateur players, when they get to the net and then they hit the volley, they they break the wrist. So in other words, the, the wrist will, instead of staying firm, it will like go down. Um, so I think you know what I mean there. And so, you know, to, to fix this problem, and so by the way, what happens when you break the wrist often is you have weak or floating or inconsistent volleys, you'll dump the volley in the net or it'll float long and so the solution is the, to have a firm wrist um, so just don't don't break the wrist keep it firm and then your volleys will be a lot stronger um, as a result of that so keep that in mind when you're at the net and you don't want to squeeze the rackets so much so that your racket handle or arm is going to explode but at the same time have a firm wrist just like you would um, give a person a firm handshake let's say so um, moving on to the fourth tip, this is crucial. Keep your eyes on the ball. Um, that's something that a lot of people uh, fail to do because they're either concentrating on where the ball is going to end up. Um, so let's say you, you're thinking to yourself, I got to hit the ball like across court in the corner or something. So you hit the ball and you immediately whip your head toward where the spot where you want to hit the ball. And this is kind of uh, reminiscent of sometimes wide receivers, they drop the ball instead of catching it. And it's American football, of course, for my uh, listeners abroad. Um, so they're, they're thinking about where they want to run, you know, to first, i.e. the end zone. So they start running before they have actually caught the ball. And so it's kind of like, you know, you can relate it in tennis to where um, you want to also be in position uh, to catch the ball and to concentrate on that action, except your catching is more like, you know, hitting, um, but same concept. So what you want to do, watch the ball as you hit it. I mean, just look at any still shot of Federer or other pros hitting the ball. You're going to see that the vast majority of them have their eyes locked on the ball as they're hitting it which is really amazing concentration, but that's what we need to do if we're going to be, uh, you know, hit the ball as cleanly as possible. I mean, you know, I have friends who they just, for whatever reason, when they serve, when they toss the ball, they immediately drop the head and then they're shanking the ball out. Well, of course, you're going to shank the ball if you're 
um, not keeping your eyes where the ball is. So this obviously applies to forehands, backhands, volleys, serves. And it may seem really foreign at first and kind of weird. I mean, it certainly did for me when uh, I was taught to really concentrate on the ball um, where it is at impact. But, um, you know, this tip also really um, is important because the whole goal of what we're doing when we use our footwork and set up and then uh, hopefully have an efficient stroke is to impart um, all that uh, transfer of force onto the ball. You're not imparting the force onto an area of the court. It's on the ball. So in order to optimize uh, the transfer to the ball, you need to look at the ball and, um, you know, just hit it and, you know, look at it and know where it is and keep your eyes on the ball and transfer the force to the ball instead of thinking about where it's going to end up. So very important, keep your eyes on the ball. Uh, Tip number five, this one is throw the racket to the sky. And it might seem weird. Uh, It might seem like some sort of last resort when you're uh, getting smashed in a match. But really what it applies to is the tennis serve. So there are a lot of people who are under the false impression, I would say half false, that um, serving is like throwing a baseball. And yes, you know, obviously the serve is a throwing motion, but the difference is that in baseball you're throwing the ball horizontally, whereas if you try to do that on a serve, you would just hit the ball, uh, you know, straight and long. So um, what I was always taught was that the service, service motion, the point of it is to hit the ball at the apex and at full extension, and you're actually throwing upwards. So what one of my coaches had me do is to uh, grab a racket. Uh, his name was Ken Gwendell. Uh, it's an amazing coach. And he, uh, you know, he took me to the hill with a racket, which I assume was not that expensive. And uh, I, he told me to throw the racket as high as I could in the air. And so I did that. And then I went to the court afterwards and, and served. And I remember really making a huge difference, huge difference. And um, the other day I was out on the courts with my girlfriend, Cheryl, and um, she was actually, uh, you know, hitting the ball uh, or throwing the racket rather horizontally um, in her service motion. And she was hitting all the sh- uh, all her serves, uh, actually mostly in the net because there, there wasn't enough height on it. So, um, you know, I told her, hey, you know, here's a ball because we were on the court and she had my racket. I, I told her to throw the ball as high as you could in the air. Uh, so she did. And then afterwards, I told her to serve and her serve actually really improved immediately. Um, the serves were going over the net and in for the most part. Um, you know, she's a complete beginner, but she's uh, trying to learn. So that tip of throwing the racket to the sky when you're serving is really, uh, you know, I think a great one that I've learned. Tip number seis, I think that's six in Spanish, uh, three years, and that's all I've learned, um, is land on one leg at the end of a serve. And so if you look at all the pros, you will notice that they land on one leg. So, and this is actually would be the um, opposite of your your dominant um, hand. So if you're a righty, you'll end up landing on your left leg. If you're a lefty, you'll end, end up landing on your right leg. So this technique solves a problem of 
um, a lack of balance on the serve and also power because you know you have to have um, you have to be balanced in order to uh, have an efficient stroke. And so what happens when you land on one leg, uh, in my experience, you really have a marked improvement in your power on your serve. I mean, just really try it. And again, look at the pros and look at amateurs. You often see the amateurs, um, they don't finish um, their serves uh, the right way on one leg. They'll maybe finish on the opposite leg or just not really have like a half jump finish weird thing going on. And, you know, obviously no disrespect or anything, but, I mean, the best way to finish and, and watch all the pros, they're finishing on their opposite leg, and that keeps you balanced and provides you um, with a lot of uh, extra power. And um, really, it's kind of like having the proper finish on your forehand and other strokes, of course. It kind of makes the other parts of the stroke tend to just flow better and and work out it's just just the way it works Uh, finish strong and the rest will follow introducing coco golf's signature shoe more than just a tennis shoe it's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette it's designed to enhance speed and power on the court the multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out the coco cg1 empowers you to dominate the game learn more and purchase the coco cg1 at newbalance.com and the Final tip I have for you today, the seventh tip that I really love is, uh, I made it rhyme for you because I'm a master rapper and uh, poet, is, uh, no I'm not, is more pop with a deeper racket drop. Uh, wow, that, that flows so well. And so what I mean by the racket drop is at the point, um, if you can picture the trophy position, okay, and then from there, the racket needs to drop and then you're going to accelerate and then pronate up into the ball and uh, strike your serve. So the the lower it is, and this is just, again, a product of practice and flexibility in the area of your body, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it, is, uh, you know, you need to do that, uh, practice that in order to achieve the maximal uh, force and speed and velocity on your serves. I mean, people like uh, all, all the pros, they have quite a, re- a deep racket drop. And I've found, you know, one of the big fixes, like earlier in my career, I really had trouble hitting spin on the ball. And what I realized is that I wasn't dropping the racket. So once I felt that motion of the, the deeper racket drop, I experienced a big improvement in power and spin. And so one way you can practice this is, um, you know, I had Junior Orr on, uh, on an episode of the podcast um, uh, before. Uh, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes of this episode at tennisfiles.com slash 31. And uh, he said a, a great drill to that gave him like uh, 20 miles per hour plus on his serve and within a matter of a couple weeks is that he put two tennis balls in a sock, uh, you know, one of the longer socks, I guess, not the one-eighth inch ankle cut or whatever, but you put the the uh, two balls in there and then you just simply mimic a, a tennis uh, serve motion and you keep it going and then you, you build up um, rhythm. But one part of that is that if you don't properly, if you don't have the right racket drop or, you know, drop with, the, with that um, sock and ball 
um, apparatus, then it, it won't uh, allow you to keep the, the rhythm going. So that's a great drill to develop uh, being comfortable with the racket drop. So um, again, look at all the pros and you're going to see the difference. And a, a tip here, when you're analyzing the pros, like for all these tips um, on YouTube, I recommend click on the, the settings button, which is the, it looks like a gear and then click on speed, and then uh, one more click. Click on um, 0.25 speed, I recommend, because that slows it down to a quarter of the normal speed, obviously. And uh, that's that's how, for any video, you can, you can see in slow-mo how uh, the strokes of the players. And, of course, you know, when you analyze it, it you have to be careful in what you, what types of things you try to emulate, because obviously... You know, your stroke has to change depending on uh, your positioning and where the ball is and stuff. You can't just have the this emulate the exact same stroke per se on every single ball. But again, I mean things like what I just mentioned, uh, tips here. Watch those, and you'll really learn a lot. So let's review the tips. These these uh, tips that have really instantaneously provided me with results are. Pretend you have to hit through two balls on your ground strokes and volleys. That'll let you hit uh, balls with more depth. Catch the racket with a non-dominant hand on your forehand, which will allow you to ensure that you finish your stroke, which is extremely important, the follow-through. Don't break the wrist. Keep your wrist firm on volleys so that you can hit, hit solid volleys, of course. Keep your eyes on the ball so that you are able to uh, transfer all the energy that you've stored through proper footwork and mechanics into the ball instead of being distracted by where the ball is going to go and end up shanking the ball. Tip number five, throw the racket to the sky to ensure that you're hitting up on the serve. Tip number six, land on one leg at the end of the serve to provide you with balance and the resulting power that goes and spin that goes along with that. And then finally, number seven, more pop with a deeper racket drop. So remember to drop the racket uh, sufficiently when you are hitting your serve so that you can uh, have more control and power and spin on your serve. You don't want to drop it shallow, drop it deep. Sweet, guys. Well, I hope that these tips really help your game. And I really, really urge you to just choose any one of these tips okay so choose whatever one that you think that you'd like to try on your during your next hitting session implement one and then shoot me uh, a comment uh, in the comments section at tennisfiles.com slash 31 and let me know how much um, or little the tip helped you so um, again you know that Technical tips don't always work for everybody, but I really think and believe in these tips because I've personally used them and they work for me immediately. Um, so hope you enjoy, enjoy these tips, guys. Um, if you want more awesome tips on how to improve your tennis game, I highly encourage you to download a free copy of my ebook, The Building Blocks of Tennis Success, which you can download at tennisfiles.com slash ebook. And there's also an opt-in form at the end of um, the show notes, tennisfiles.com slash 31. All you have to do is just fill in your email address and give me your first name. 
And that's it. And I'll send you the ebook. And love it if you guys subscribe to the show. I'm always trying to give you guys the best tips that I can and uh, also the best interviews that I can possibly get. Uh, I know a lot of my interviewees are at the U.S. Open um, this and next week, so uh, potential ones anyway that I'm I'm going to set up or have set up. So I'll strive to do the best that I can for you. I love bringing you guys uh, new content. Um, thank you for reading all my uh, blog articles at tennisfiles.com and listening to the podcast. I really appreciate everybody you know who's a fan of the of tennis files and who emails me. Uh, thank you so much. Also, want to give a quick shout out to Carlos's team, Carlos's 4.0 team, uh, for winning sectionals and making nationals uh, a couple weekends ago at Newport News. I played a tournament there. I was on a team that went to sectionals for for my 5.0 league, uh, and we battled there and lost a couple close uh, two to one matches. I actually played a three setter uh, singles. Singles match, I went to three sets, and I uh, lost in the third set tiebreaker. Uh, that was my second match uh, in the extreme heat, and uh, no excuses, of course. Um, it was tough, but I had a, uh, you know, I played great and had an amazing time. But Carlos, what's special to me about Carlos's team is uh, my friend Kevin, he read an article, uh, which is at tennisfiles.com slash urgency, and it's called how to crush your goals with a sense of urgency. And then Kevin was uh, cool enough to dispense the article uh, without me asking uh, to his team. Uh, He suggested they all read this to get pumped up before um, their sectionals uh, tournament. And so, um, you know, they read it and congrats to the guys on the team. You know, I, I heard that uh, they thought it was insightful uh, information and um, they said it was well-written and that they, um, they use it to really get motivated and figure out what it is, you know, what their goals were and to keep motivated uh, before and throughout the tournament uh, to, to just recognize that they really wanted to win sectionals badly and to do everything that they could to accomplish their goal. And so they definitely crushed their goal um, using that sense of urgency. And uh, so Kevin, Carlos, also Vivek, Arash, you know, and everybody on Carlos's team, well done. Congratulations. And uh, keep crushing it. And best of luck at Nationals as well as uh, best of luck to all the other teams that made it. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Um, you know, subscribe. Appreciate that. So you can uh, get all the episodes downloaded straight to your podcast app as soon as I publish them. Um, it's a, definitely an advantage over having to continually search for the podcast over and over again. Um, and then having to wait for the podcast episode to download. Um, Just subscribe and get them immediately. Um, Yeah, guys, appreciate it. Wish you all the best. Enjoy watching the U.S. Open. And uh, really, when you watch, just try to analyze these guys when they're playing and try to pick up um, some things that they're doing, whether it's strategically or technically or, you know, even mentally how they carry themselves in these matches and, You know, try to be a sponge and and learn what you can and try to implement it in your game and see how it works out. Okay, guys, take care. Until next time, um, thanks for listening to this episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files Podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.